You're listening to the Get Fucking Real Show. Strap in as your host, Lisa Cherney, takes you on a ride full of GFR moments. From powerful messages to exclusive interviews to untold stories of super shitty moments before big successes. And even real-life confessions. Lisa's been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for over 20 years, coaching top coaches and tapping her mighty woo-woo side to mentor the best of the best spiritual peeps. It's time to bring on the straight talk from successful, soulful entrepreneurs, inspiring you to live without regrets, to create your legacy, and be unapologetically you. And now, it's time to GFR. Life is too short to be a slave to your own dream Cause I'm working too hard And I want to feel so alive I jump out of bed because I love my life Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive Being myself, clarity will arrive So I'll stand out and be J-U-I-C-Y Hello, hello. Welcome to the GFR show. This is the same show you've come to love with an awesome wormhole journey with our guest, except we have a juicy twist on this one because this is a member spotlight. So you're going to experience firsthand what it's like to receive unmentoring coaching from me because our guest, Rhonda Liebig, has volunteered to be an awesome guinea pig. And before we have fun with that, we're going to hear her journey. She is a brilliant entrepreneur in her own right that has had a notable journey. She started out as a CPA and somehow wound up as an energy revitalizer expert. So of course, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna find out how she went from one to the other and what that felt like for her. And here's the, the question I want you to think about right now. How do you talk to yourself? You know, like that inside your head kind of conversation. And have you ever heard something that you said to yourself as if it was the first time and realized that you were not being nice to yourself? Um, this is part of Rhonda's journey. And she shares vividly the, like the day that this really happened to her and how it manifested in her body. And this is what inspired her to really hold space for entrepreneurs and, and how to revitalize their energy. She is a best-selling author of a book called 14 Days to a Flat Belly and The Fit Solution. Like I said, she is a CPA for 10 years and she has over 20 years of mastering the health field and bringing that to both entrepreneurs and you know the public at large. Her latest venture is called The Fresh Inspiration Show, and she is bringing top inspirers together um, in a really cool format that she is broadcasting in multiple channels, and I'm super excited about what she's creating with that. So I'm excited for you to meet her and to hear uh, the unmentoring coaching that I do with her, and what we talk about is her retreats that she does and how she is evolving her ideal client and thus needing to be more attentive to her own energy, not so ironically, in her retreat so that she can create 
more uh, profit that she wants and also hold space for her clients and their cash flow. So that is one of those um, beautiful unmentoring principles around that our, you know, our work truly is tied to our healing and that when we are up for the growth and our own personal healing, it directly impacts our business and fuels our mission. So you're going to see a really um, beautiful example of that in the unmentoring coaching. But first, let's hear Rhonda's story and the transformation that brought her into the expertise that she is in now. Without further ado, Rhonda Liebig. Rhonda Liebig, welcome to the GFR show. Thank you, Lisa. I'm here, present, and ready to go. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited. I, you know, this is a, it feels like a long time in coming because, uh, and we're going to you know, we talked a little, I talked a little bit in the opening about how you're a client and also a very, you know, successful entrepreneur in your own right. And then we're going to do some coaching in this segment too. And as I sit here, I, I just feel, I'm so excited about people hearing your story. You know, as with all of our guests, your struggle has had a purpose, <laughs> you know, you're known as the energy revitalizer. So it gives a little bit of a hint as to where, you know, where you may have come from, but yeah, I'm just, I'm super excited to have you here. Yay. Thank you, Lisa. I love you. And I'm happy that we get to share this space. I think it is going to be very powerful. So yeah, me too. Me too. Okay. So the, it's so fun to think about you as a CPA. Okay. Cause like when I look at you and I experience you and of course your expertise now and the, and where you're playing it now, it's just like, like, I love it because it's like, you know, I don't know. It's just like a, looking at like like looking at a delicious dessert, but just like you know, <laughs> knowing that it was like a juicy steak before or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny that I should use a food metaphor. Um, and I know, right? And so, uh, so yeah. Tell us, sort of. We now we know you know a bit of where you are professionally from the, from you know my intro that I did. Yeah. Um, but take us back to like before that was birthed and, and so that yeah. we can really see like your path. And that's, that's one of the things that I love most about this show is that, you know, it just, I think hearing people's paths to birthing their business and the struggle they went through just like sort of gives everyone permission to sort of be in there, whatever that process looks like, even when it's messy and yucky. So <laughs> well, Lisa, take us back. I don't, I don't know if I could even think of this as... Me now looking back, I think it was yucky and messy, but I did have another profession as an accountant, then passing the exam and being a CPA. And I thought I was at the peak of my professionalism. Like now all the work I've done, now I'm ready to go. This is where I'm going to sit. And what happened along the way is I got lost. I, I seriously got lost. I had no idea how lost I was. I had no idea that I was going to be saying no to being a CPA. And this was maybe the day that I found out that I passed the CPA exam. So let me take you back a little bit and share with you that I am a mommy of two. I have a fabulous husband. Always thought he was my, my soulmate. I have this career um, as an accountant, but oh, I want to do the best I can. I'm having so much fun. Along the way, I realized that I was scared and that I didn't know if I really fit in this, this um, field of sitting in being at a, a desk and t uh, being a leader. 
And what would happen if I did finally pass the exam? And it was feeding in my head. And I started feeling really insecure about myself. I started feeling so scared that every time I was driving to work, I could feel my body spinning. And I noticed my confidence was getting worse and worse because I kept questioning if I could be a leader. I kept questioning if this was really the right place, but I wasn't looking at any other options. I didn't believe I had any more options. How old were your kids at the time? Jacob and Kirsten, they were, Jacob was in kindergarten. Kirsten's two years younger. So very young age. And I started feeling myself getting lower and deeper and deeper in the trenches of questioning myself. And I started feeling like I was in this bubble doing a circle. And I like one of those hamster wheel things. <laughs> I did. Lisa, but you know what? I couldn't look down and feel grounded. And at that time, I didn't even know what grounded meant. Hmm. And I couldn't look up at the sky because I was afraid if I looked up at the sky that I would literally drift away. I was so afraid of everything. And now I realize that that's how I lived my life the whole time. I was in my deepest trenches at that time. So moving forward, I ended up passing the exam and, you know, spending hours doing this. Right. I mean, you like study, study, study. It's, it, it, yeah. and it's like your total focus and you, 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 you have to want it badly and really, you know, it's it, you know, and then to achieve it and then not, it sounds like you certainly after you achieved it, you started feeling like maybe it wasn't I, right. Yeah. I, I was getting up before in the morning before I went to work and taking care of the kids. Kirsten was very young and on the weekends studying. And when I finally passed it, that's how much I wanted it. You know, like, you know, those times you feel like you really, really want something. I thought, yes, this is going to make my life better. It was like this dangling seed that my life is going to be better if I pass this. Make all that worry go away. It's going to make me feel like I have more confidence. People are going to look at me differently. So I find out that I passed the exam. It took a little bit. And that was one of my worst days, Lisa. I thought that if I look on the screen, because we had to go online and find out, and it said I passed, that it was going to change my whole world. When I passed the exam and it said I passed all four parts, I wanted to cry. And it took me about a week to unravel this and figure this out. But wearing that CPA license and putting it on my email, putting it on everywhere, just so everybody knew, you know, like, yes. like a beautiful suit. Yes. Yeah, and so I... I just told everybody, you know, it's been a while for, um, for me to really pass this exam. Well, nobody looked at me differently at work. Nobody treated me differently. And it brought me down into a deeper, deeper hole because it didn't fill a space that I thought everybody else was in charge of that. It was going to be everybody else to reflect that Rhonda. Oh, Rhonda, you're so cool. Oh, Rhonda, I can't believe how smart you are. Well, everybody already liked me but I didn't like myself. And that was a big deal because at that moment, when I realized that nothing changed, that that brought me down to where I was no longer good at work. Uh, I, would, I didn't show up as a wife. My kids, I know I was there, but when I talk to Kirsten right now, she's 14. She says she was afraid 
that I would not put her to sleep at night because I really wasn't there for her. I physically was there for her, but I was obsolete. I was absent. And it gives me the chills to think about this. I could physically be places, but my mind would not allow me to because I felt crappy, shitty about myself. And it was time to rebuild. And that was one of the biggest things, highest part of me being not an accountant anymore, a CPA moving forward and something deeply was missing. I had to make changes and I left. Yeah, that's, that, I thank you for, for such sharing that with such candidness because I, I, I would bet a million dollars that there are so many people listening that can substitute passing the CPA exam and becoming a CPA with whatever their, you know, their pinnacle thing was that they just knew that if they got this outside validation or credential or achievement that it, they, then like they have arrived. Right. And it, you know, and I think like, in you know, one of the, the journeys that I've had, you know, around my body and weight, you know, I, it used to be very much about like what people would say, right? Like, you know, I, I, I lose the weight, what, you know, that reaction, like that validation, you know, and then, but, the, but, but I didn't have the awareness at the time, this is my 20s, that, wow, that's not doing it for me. <laughs> you know, that, that, that outside validation or that attention I'm getting for just for this example, weight loss is, is actually not filling that hole. So I, I really applaud you for like, just like having that awareness. Cause I, I just, I think people, they might like have an achievement, like make an achievement, like get that promotion or find that guy, you know, or gal that they want to spend their life with or have the kid, you know, they can't have, you know, the trouble having kids. They finally have the kid, like get the thing and be bummed. They like might have an awareness that they're bummed that they're not as happy as they thought. But I, I, I think it, it says a lot about you that you realize like, oh, there, like there's some big sort of hole, <laughs> gaping hole that I thought that was going to fill and it didn't, you know? Um, but it, it yeah. sounds like having that awareness didn't necessarily keep you from really letting, like really hitting bottom and making a change, which um, really ultimately is what, you know, you hope awarenesses like this get you, you know, to making change. So you made a change. You made a big change. <laughs> you decided to let go of that job. Is that what happened? I was in the moment of saying that I was, because I did realize it because I was so scared. I finally realized like that I was, that I was scared and I needed to make a change. And it's interesting that you use the word scared because do you, do you have a sense of what you were scared of? Like that implies that you were aware of some kind of risk you were taking or like some impending doom or harm or pain. So what, what were you scared of? Could you remember? Okay. So Lisa, right now, um, scared is a, I can definitely give you that answer. At that moment, I couldn't. I didn't know because I was used to waking up every day being scared, every day being scared. So I never questioned it. And if I did, like in my 20s, I said, oh, I'm going to stop waking up being scared. But it goes back to childhood. So being scared was normal for me. Uh-huh. Now I realize that I was afraid, feeling like I wasn't good enough. I was afraid of somebody questioning me anything about 
something maybe I didn't know because I also felt very stupid. I, did, I didn't do very well in school. Uh, I love reading about reality stuff, but when it comes to academics, it's not, it's not one of my things. And having family that didn't graduate from high school, the whole thing around feeling dumb was just normal. And I even had people in my family directly say, you're ugly, you're dumb, and the list went on. That's where the scaredness came from. And that is why I'm in the business I am in now and the passion around that and to be able to clear that. Is, is really the next space that we're going to talk about, of course, but I didn't know that. So when I passed the CPA exam, and this you could put this in any realm of any business, it's going to break you down. Even when you do good stuff and you jump big and you believe in yourself, if you still have anything scared factor or questioning yourself, it's going to stop you. And I stopped myself dead in my water as soon as I got that CPA license. So this isn't working. And, and sharing about your childhood really illuminates even more what was driving you to achieve the CPA license because that was going to prove that you weren't stupid. Oh, gosh, Lisa. It was, I led, I was very exterior. I led with ego. I worked mainly with men. My brain was always, I wanted to ask, act very masculine. And masculine to me may mean the same definition for people is that if I have something going on, hide it, but on the exterior, show the confidence, act, act as if you're not scared, act as if you can handle this. But I look at it now and it didn't help me show up the way, like as a smart person that I was, uh, a CPA, a lot of studying behind me, I truly was not representing myself that way in actuality. So I was kind of hiding from myself too. I built my own world of thinking, oh, you're showing up good because you're acting as if. So the fake it till you make it is not my motto. I, I can't go there. You're like anti-fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, because I think that it's hard to display that and be centered in your space and stand as a leader in your business if you do that because you accidentally miss something along the way I, I really truly believe that you have to, to really feel it deeply before you're ready to move on anything. Awesome. So how did, was it a tough decision to leave your job? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So CPA, just think about dollars, CPA. So now we're talking about money. Think about that. Think about everybody in my world watching me year over year, finally passing the exam. Rhonda, how dare you even like pass the exam and don't you feel like you wasted your time? Um, so judgment. Of course I was afraid. But when I looked at my son, Jacob, just graduating from kindergarten, looking through this thick book, everything and crying and going, I wasn't there. And I saw a couple pictures of me with him. I wasn't there though. All night, the night that I looked at big book on kindergarten graduation night, I did not sleep. I cried all night. And I'm even going to cry now, I feel. It got me to a point, because it was one year almost to the day where I told my husband, Jeff, I need to leave. I can't do this. 
accounting thing anymore. And I finally said to him in the morning, crying all night, and I said, I can't do this anymore, Jeff. And he finally looked at me, and he nurtured me. He gave me so much love watching me go through this pain. But that morning, I said, this is it. I can't do it anymore. He goes, okay, okay, let's do it. And it started a new journey for us. It was very scary. Yeah, super scary. And you have the little kids. And, you know, whenever I tell people about leaving corporate and starting my my own business, they always ask me, did you have kids at the time? You know, because, you know, for some people, that's a huge excuse why you can't do it. So the fact that you did do it regardless – is it, you know, is, is really worth noting. Yeah. So, so give us the next sort of chapter because you've had multiple sort of multiple phases within your business. And of course I get to be on the forefront of the amazingness that you're doing now. Um, tell us, you know, tell us where it was when it first got started. I needed to find my smile. I needed to find my smile. So when I was 19 years old, I was uh, in the health industry. That's where I started, and I was doing it for 10 years. And I said, all right, well, I have a beautiful studio. So I'm like, I don't know this entrepreneur thing. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm like, but I'm going to invite people in to my studio, which it has beautiful orange walls, lots of weights, workout equipment, everything. I'm going to invite people over. I'm going to find my smile. I'm going to bring people in. I'm going to start back in the health industry. So that's what I did. I took these steps and I started inviting people in and I created this girlfriend's group. And these ladies would come in, we'd work out, we'd go outside of my five acres and I would give them a workout. And I found my smile. That was the beginning. I haven't smiled in years. I started filling my heart. I started giving more hugs. And Actually, when I was in corporate, I wouldn't give any hugs. Only to Jeff and my kids, my mom, but everybody else didn't want to hug. It was the beginning of my journey of learning that, that I loved hugs and I loved smiling and I missed. I missed out on life a lot by trying to keep this corporate life up. So it was the beginning of building something, of making other people laugh and making me laugh again. Beautiful. You know, I really uh, give you a lot of credit for just even knowing what to do to find your smile. Like what is, because I think people just, they get so paralyzed and they're so disconnected that they don't even know like where to start, you know? And, and we've had many of our guests talk about getting to a place where they, they, they were uh, thinking about ending their life or actually tried to end their life. And, you know, and in, in that moment, they, there was, they didn't see what action to take or how to find their smile. So I, I think, um, you know, it says a lot about you and your journey, like that, that is where you went, right. You went to the health and physical and working out. And like, you remember that that was a place. Did you just go back to like the last place that you remember yourself being happy? And so like, I'm just going to go there and invite people in. Like, <laughs> I thought all my life, I was going to be doing this group aerobics or personal training and have a career and have all this stuff. And I knew that when I had the CPA career that I could not, you know, I could not do all the other stuff. 
And I saw myself being 80 years old in, in front of a community doing this. So to me, it was like a automatic thing. And it was easy because I always worked out. I've been working out since I was 14. So I just, I just brought that back in and shared it with everybody. And it was as if I never missed a beat because it was so natural. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So you're going along and it sounds like it's a business, but you're, you know, playing at a certain level. Um, when did it change? When did, when did, when did you see that it was time to, you know, take it to the next level? Lisa, I was having people pay $20 a month to come hang out with me. And maybe after the first six months, I saw some success with it. So I had people pay like $150 a month. And they were seeing me three times a week. They could call me anytime. <laughs> and if I wasn't getting anywhere, all of a sudden it was like a break even. You know, put out expenses, money coming back. And in my old way of life, that could have been pretty comfortable because that's kind of how I was, you know, in a little bit of money, out a little bit of money, play it safe. And what really got me is I was so frustrated with my, my clients, like it was their fault. <laughs> They'd come in, they would trim up, they would look all beautiful, but they stayed with me longer. They would naturally gain a little bit of weight, still work out, but there was a piece missing there. And this is where I leveraged the thing about going to health coaching school. So it could make me an expert in understanding how to connect with people in just that first level of working out. So I started in with more about the food, and that was the next spot to charge more money. And the transition was hard. So I ended up um, really looking at the clients that were working and the clients that weren't. And what I didn't know at this time, which is interesting, is that I believe now that the clients that I have are a choice. And some of the clients I think that are bad clients really are a reflection of me. They could potentially be good clients, but I wasn't able to take them there. So this is the beginning of me getting some new tools and growing my business, but still thinking it was the client's fault if they weren't getting the results. And so that was my next step, was building the business, but still blaming everybody else. Got it. Got it. All right. What happened next? <laughs> All right. So now I'm thinking that I have bad clients, I have good clients, and that it's all, it's all on them. I already have the tools. So my ego's still in there. So I get to the point now where my personal being, my body, is starting to feel some heavy aches and pains. So I'm working along with my clients, and I'm going through the journey, and I'm expecting my clients to go take care of themselves. And I have some great tools, man. I built some signature processes. I have a five-step thing, and you know, and getting coaching around all these steps that name something. And this is how my clients are going to be working through their journey. So I had the whole thing. I wasn't making the money though. And, but I, I would love to pay for coaches. I was like, this is great. Cause this is going to make me a, a powerhouse. So again, the ego is still there. Now my, my biggest thing here that makes me laugh is that, um, I have had an ego all my life, meaning that I always thought I was really cool. But from the beginning of this, we know that in the background, I was tearing myself, myself up along the way. Mm 
So really, and feeling was, stupid. Yeah, and feeling, <laughs> feeling stupid. cool and stupid at the same oh, time. At the same time, yeah, full <laughs> dichotomy. So that that totally is crazy. Well, I had an incident that was getting bigger and bigger, and this is it. Waking up in the morning started being one of the hardest things for me, and it was because my body was starting to ache. Now, since 29, I've been I was taking medicine for my thyroid, hypothyroid. And I was taking the medicine thinking that that was my journey for the rest of my life. So I decided that um, something had to change here. When I wake up in the morning, my body would ache. My belly was bloated. My joints hurt. So even though I was taking the medicine, I don't think I was being my best client. You know, all the stuff I was saying about my clients need to be doing this and that and challenging them. I never challenged myself. So when I look at your, your GFR commandments, I'm, I was really stuck in number five. I was never a client of mine. And right now, I've, at that point, I felt like, how dare I judge my clients? when I can't even do what I'm asking them to do. And I'm in bed thinking about this. So I'm laying in bed. It's one of the worst moments I ever had. And I am moving my body, trying to wake up my spine, trying to move my elbows. And I'm getting choked up here. Because I thought I wasn't going to be able to get out of bed. Now in the other room, I hear Jeff's voice. Oh, so sweet. I hear Jacob and Kirsten, and you know, this is the time they're making breakfast. It's about eight o'clock. We usually get up about six, seven as a family. I felt like I couldn't get up. I could hear them laughing, having fun. I couldn't get up. As I moved my body, and I felt like I was separate from the family, I was like, Rhonda, it's time for you to get up. So as I moved my knees back and forth, I plopped myself, rolled over, and got my feet on the floor. Now this time, when I put my feet on the ground on the floor, I felt something like I was getting grounded. I felt like something all of a sudden started speaking to me. So I stood up because I was getting scared. I was afraid, can I walk? Because I was in so much pain, my spine and my elbows were hurting. And also I felt like life was changing and I didn't know what it was. Because like what we were talking about, Lisa, I always felt scared. So I didn't question what was going on. It just felt like normal, but the worst pain that I felt. And as I started walking towards, towards the bathroom, because I wanted to look at myself in the mirror, there was something about looking at myself in the mirror. As I was going there, for the first time, I finally heard it. You're ugly. You're dumb. You don't deserve anything. All these things came at me before I couldn't hear it. I only felt it. I felt it on my skin. Like I kind of called it my saboteur suit because it felt mucky. Your saboteur suit. Suit. It was heavy. I'm trying to get the frog out of my throat. I'm telling you, Lisa, this is so hard to talk about. So as I heard these words, finally, they were words that were following me throughout my childhood. And I felt this weight. Now, when I go and look in the mirror, 
I see the ugliest person. I couldn't ever really see myself in the mirror. I never really understood how I looked because I couldn't really see my spirit, myself, who I was. It made me cry. And what got me through that morning is first thing because I could walk, which I was concerned about. But I could finally hear those words that have been tearing me down all my life. So now that I can hear this, now that I know, I can start working on that. I know that I'm not ugly. I know that I'm not dumb. I know I deserve everything. So that was the first steps. <clears throat> I'm going to clear this. I'm very emotional today. But those were my first steps of realizing those are my things I'm working through. Yeah. I'm going to grab some more of my tools. I'm going to work through being my best client. So something like it, it, it's, it, it's really touching me as you're sharing how you heard those things for the first time, you knew your whole life that you felt fear and, and you didn't always know exactly what you were scared of, but you felt scared. And as you're sharing the story, it's like having me feel like, like there was this ongoing dialogue happening with that, that sounding self-talk but it was, uh, let's say, subconscious or like you just, you weren't aware of it. You did not hear it. And that, that morning you finally started, it was almost like somebody turned up the volume or turned the frequency in the radio. And now all of a sudden it wasn't staticky, you know, and it was clear, but it's like something happened so that you can finally hear the track so that you could change the track. Yeah. Change the frequency. I, what, what happened from that is the clients, the clients that I thought were bad clients became some of my best clients. So there was a transformation that happened from that day. With you. I started <laughs> with me. It, it was me. And it was me closing off my heart, being on the exterior. It didn't work anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't work for business. It doesn't work for your relationships. It doesn't work anywhere. My thyroid was stuck in a space because I cut everybody off and I never spoke my truth. I didn't believe in myself. So those words in that day, that morning that I heard were precious. People could say that was the worst thing that could happen to you. It was the best thing and it was a gift because now I understood why I was scared and now I can go in even deeper. And that's what I do with my clients now. That's what I do with myself. And if I have a bad day, I go to you and we have discussions. Or I go to myself. But I, I believe that that was the day I awoke and I became the best wife. And I have my arms out right now. It's like this freedom, my freedom in my body, the freedom to be able to make decisions, the freedom to say anything and everything I want. Because now I'm leading with my heart. I didn't do that before. It was judgment. It was concern about others instead of looking at the truth. Beautiful. And you mentioned commandment number five, which is make yourself your most important client. And the confession question, which somehow served you then, even though you didn't know what it was, <laughs> is if I was my own client, what would I tell myself? And what else would I tell myself? 
So you took on that commandment that day um, to use your own work for your own personal transformation. And what I know about you now, uh, since we are connected in our, um, the no regrets level of the GFR squad, which is where we get to be in a intimate, unmentoring, I call it a partnership. I know that you practice what you preach on a day-to-day, minute-to-minute basis. You know, we get to um, connect, you know, daily if, if needed through um, Boxer, which is really fun. Um, and I hear you sharing with me, like, you know, today I'm feeling, you know, not, you know, whatever. I, I, I you know, I'm not feeling grounded or, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm having some monkey mind. I love when you say that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and then you talk about what you're, you know, I took a nap or, you know, I took a break or I went for a swim or, you know, I played with the kids or, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, it really is, it feels sometimes that it's rare for people to walk their talk, you know, and I know that I could say that all our, my guests walk their talk, you know, that they learn the hard way and they walk their talk and then they may like learn the hard way again, you know, just, you know, like I have over and over again, but yeah. You know, but, but I, I really admire that about you. I've learned a lot from you and your just mm. diligence, your just, you know, diligence and integrity with yourself to, yeah. you know, to, you know, you're the energy revitalizer to make sure that your energy, you know, is, you know, is in a place where you want it to be. And if it's not really looking at that. And um, to me, that's, that's like varsity level skills right there that, mm. um that I don't like you could teach people it. Obviously you help, you do, you coach and you teach people it. And, um, and it just, it takes so much practice and you do that. You do that. You walk your talk and you, you live it. So uh, it's been awesome to be close to somebody who does that on such a consistent basis. Mm, That feels so good to hear that Lisa. I have not heard somebody say that in such a way. I really appreciate it. My goal is, I feel like I'm my child again with the 50 years of experience. I want the freedom, the purity of life. I, I know just, well, I didn't say this. I was on medicine for 20 years and I'm going through this journey without medicine and it's been three years now. So when the incident happened three years ago, getting out of bed, that is where I decided this medicine isn't helping me. This medicine really is a crutch. All these things that I'm hearing, the way my body feels, that, it, that has been my beginning when I was a child that got me to be sick. And this medicine is just a cascade to support that, but things aren't going to get better. So I played with it. I said, okay, well, let's see what it, what it feels like to not have the medicine and go in and work those pillars that I use. It, it's the freedom. I want that in life and I want it for everybody. And, and, you know, since this is a show about confessions and our GFR squad, uh, which we have the $20 level and then we have the much, much, <laughs> the, the more higher level investment that we get to play together at a higher level. Oh. The $20 level, which is our true squad is phenomenal, a phenomenal group. And we do these confession calls each month. And I just want to have a place where we can be in community around, around this conversation. And so, you know, I wanted you to put skin in the game, but I want it to be super easy. So I remember on one of our confession calls that you, you, we were talking about coming out and how so many people have things, you know, that they feel that they, that 
they could come out about or that they have hidden, right? And and not just their sexuality, but um, yeah. you know, we had somebody talking about coming out about being spiritual and woo woo, and you know, in a corporate setting. And and for you, you on that show, you confessed, you know, that you that that you're not on medication, that you took yourself off medication, and and it's it's a it's you know the things that we sometimes need to come out about are the the things that make us the most unique and the most interesting and the things that really people need us to share so that they could find us because they also want the same thing you know but if we're so secretive then you know people don't people don't find that out so you know you not you getting you're taking yourself off medication and going a different route you know was something that you at at one point was hesitant to share well, what's really cool about this that I think is pretty awesome is that it challenges me every day. So I could go back to medicine and everything may be good for about a year. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I'm back on medicine because now I don't have to have to do all these things. I wake up in the morning and it's my GFR time. It's like, okay, so are you going to go meditate? Are you going to do the best you? for at least one hour or two or nothing at all. So the thing is every day, and this is for everybody listening, is what are you going to do to make sure that you step in fully? I, I ask myself that question every single day because I'll gain weight. I could gain 20 pounds like that. I could have serious aches and pains like I did three years ago. So, I get to play now. I get to say, okay, so how do I be my best client? And it's an everyday discussion because that means that I get to go out and do athletics. That means I get to go out and, and do my thing without medicine because I'm watching my food. I'm making sure I do my movement. That could be stretching to going out and going for a jog, depending on how I feel. And that also means mindset. So if I have somebody that triggers me on something. I could decide to go monkey mind, like you like the word I use, but the monkey mind. I'm just going to go down that, that whole monkey mind thing. It's like, oh, and I talk to myself, are you really going to do that? Or are you going to step in and really decide why is it bothering you? All right, let's resolve it and let's resolve it quick. Because us as people that work for people or that are entrepreneurs, we need to get out of that monkey mind quick. And that's where the transformation happened in my business. If I allow these three things I just talked about, movement, food, mindset, if I didn't have that love every day in my life and step into it, then things would be looking different in my business too. Because now I get to feel the freedom when I don't feel the freedom in my day and something's going wrong with my business. And it's instant and I need to adjust it because I do not want to slow down. I have people to take care of. I want more people to take care of. That is my passion. That's where, I, that's where I'm going. And that's why I work with you. Because I believe we all need coaches. And the reason is, is I can be my best client, but I need to keep growing. So I can read all the books, which I still do. But I need that verbal movement back and forth because I have the ebbs and flows, I'll stop myself and think I'm doing good stuff. So now I have a, a sounding wall and we, we, we need that safety net. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So 
I'm going to uh, transition us slowly to to where we're going to do uh, like a, like I call it like a coaching fishbowl, you know, where um, you're going to get a chance to do what you normally do with me, but we're just going to have people listening and watching. And to make that transition, I want to ask you this question, which is, um, you know, what had you reach out to me most recently to start coaching with me again? So, so, so right around that three year aha that you had, where you started to make yourself your most important client, you were in a program where I was a co-mentors in a, in a, in a big group. Um, and we worked together for a year that way. And then, then we, then for a year we were apart <laughs> and then, you know, about a year and a few months ago, you reached out to me to say, Hey, I think it's, you know, I think I want to start working with you one-on-one -on -one again or more closely. So what, what was going on for you? Like, cause people will say, cause what I want to most highlight is, you know, like I'm, I'm. I want, I'm for people that are successful and want to be more successful, right? Like, like I call it unmentoring because I think that first year that we worked together, it was about mentoring. It was about giving you a lot of information and structures and like, you know, giving you things to lean on and, 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 and giving you those shortcuts. And now this phase, you know, I'm really seeing it and I'm making more distinctions around unmentoring because it is about bringing you back to you right bringing like each gfr commandment is is just like giving you a mirror for you to to go you know to ask yourself those tough questions to make your own up level to do your own work in another in an in a in a higher level so that it serves you and your clients right it's like our i keep saying our work is our healing and then our healing is our work and there's this beautiful sort of ebb and flow and you're such a great example of that and, and so many and now I realize the people that I'm working with in the No Regret Squad, it's in that unmentoring phase of like, okay, how can, you, how can you do your own work at a higher level so that you're transforming this upward spiral and then you're feeding that into your work and then your clients get to have just that new level of juice and, and of course, you know, what I see is more success, more impact, right? And it's that GFR phenomenon of like, the more we get real, the more impact and money and joy we'll have. So, so with that long pretext, um, what had you reach out to me, like, you know, a year or so ago, um, even though you had, you were starting to see, you know, some more success? I noticed that with the new area that I was working in, no medicine, doing meditation to really quiet myself, your name came to me. I've been, it was those, it's that telepathic marketing uh, strategy. <laughs> oh, here, here comes up my woo-woo side. And, uh, and uh, what was happening, you were beginning to start talking about GFR. And I really liked what you were talking about. My mindset at that point was I just started the Fresh Inspiration Show. And it wasn't as successful as I wanted it to be. I could see that it was, and I knew I was ready. Like, not on the exterior that I was ready to be successful. But I could now feel it in my spirit. I got this. But I don't got this by myself. I need somebody that has, that I, that has gone to a point in their personal business where they know where these ebbs and flows stop them because I don't want to stop, but I know I'll stop myself somewhere, somehow. I want it bigger. 
And I deeply was saying yes to myself. Who else could I align myself with that was right on board and giggly and fun and playful? Because that's what, I, I'm my kid now. Now before it was like structure, exterior. And now I'm like, who can I play with that giggles like I do? That, that really is looking for get fucking real and, and do it in a way that is like so graceful. And it got, it got me. I said, this is it. And I already knew you. And I don't think I had to know you at the point to really venture out and give you a call. It was how you were showing up too. And I was noticing I was showing up differently. And I felt that full alignment. I need to call Lisa right now. And you're like, Rhonda, who? <laughs> I was so excited to hear from you. Uh, I really was. And I love how you, the distinguish, dis, you distinguish between like, I knew I was ready. Like I could feel I was ready. And I also knew that the, the you didn't say this exactly, but the biggest thing that was going to get in my way or the most, you know, most prominent thing that was going to get in my way was me. And I think that is a distinction between mentoring and unmentoring is like, the people that I get that I love to work with now, they are clear. Like it is not that I don't know the steps or the templates or the, you know, mm-hmm. the format or whatever. It is because I am in my own way. And if I, you know, when I get myself out of my own way and learn how to keep it that way, or, you know, that, that, that I'm going to get where I want to go. And, that, Lisa, I wanna, and that's I a really fun on. place. It's a very giggly fun place for me to play. <laughs> I know. And I want to add on, you know, I think that, these people that I meet now are truly like me. If I want to do something, I already see the steps. Now you and I may work in the, some of the technical stuff because our mind works there really fast. So let's make it real. So I, you are allowing me to be with you too and work through certain steps that I haven't fully worked through. But I do know the steps mainly. I know how to do this and that, but it, it's the, the lifting and the spiritual process of somebody being able to see me. Yeah. If, it's if kind I of like what you do with relationship. your, you know, I'm having these aha moments. It's kind of like what you do with your clients where like many of them probably know what they need to be doing, right? Exercise, you know, nutrition, you know, business, and they're just not yeah. doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what, why are you not doing it? Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, beautiful, beautiful. All right, Ms. Rhonda Liebig. So uh, I loved everything that you shared and your journey is so amazing. And I think it's going to help so many people. And you have uh, volunteered to be, to share your process with people. Um, So it's fun when you can like embody like that. I'm the expert and I am still (laughs) in process, (laughs) which I, I feel like I do that all over the place with, you know, admitting where I'm GFRing. So we're going to do some unmentoring coaching with you right now because you're in our no regrets uh, group which is high level high achieving people that want their business to feel good (laughs) and you know i was just making a joke about this but the truth is you know i'm like do we have to really like keep growing to have like this wonderful thing that you know that we're doing in our business and of course we want it but sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. So this is perfect today. So thank you for yes. our mentoring. My husband and I say, can't we just be boring? Boy, we've been married 25 years in May. So uh, yeah, the answer is no. <laughs> we cannot be boring. The no. boring is for other people. <laughs> yes. So something that you and I had talked about on Voxer. So uh, I, just so people, I don't know if people know what Voxer is, but it's this cool walkie-talkie app that allows you to have like sort of, you can have real-time conversation, but also uh, you could 
have asynchronous conversation where, you know, the person does a five minute message and then you reply whenever you get to it. So I loved, I'm on all over Voxer with my clients because I think that what we're doing with unmentoring requires a much more consistent connection with the intended goal, which is to feel good <laughs> and be profitable and, you know, and all and fully expressed and all that, that it's so easy for us to go unconscious for any period of time and go like in a direction that doesn't, that, that doesn't work. So, um, so one of the things that we were talking on Voxer was your, you have a retreat that you do, and then you have like another thing called the energy revitalized day. And, you know, one of the things that we, um, always a look at and on mentoring is like, is, is it time to let things go? You know, what do we need to take off our plate? You know, it's not, it's no longer about all these opportunities and let me take everything in. It's like, okay, I've gotten all these things. Now, what are the things that I like? <laughs> what feels good? What's profitable? And so, um, yeah. So how, how do you want to look at sort of evaluating these two things that you do? I feel like there has been a shift from when I first started doing these things where I've I thought there was all this opportunity. Now I just need to get the flow going. And where I can see that would be great, I think for everybody to listen to also, is being in the moment during the retreat or the energy revamp day and something just doesn't go right. And having the mindset consistent throughout the whole two, three days, whatever, to make sure that I'm serving the same purpose that I did before I started the journey and how I can be maybe uh, more exhausted than I really realized and not showing up the same consistently and some things that have come up lately. Yeah. And Boom. of course, yeah. And of course, when I hear my client who calls herself rightly so an energy revitalized expert talking about being exhausted, like, you know, like the alarms go off for me, um, because that shows me that this is a growth edge for you that's related to your purpose, right? Which like, it, oh my gosh, our businesses are healing, our healing is our business, you know, and if one is, if one is stuck, it's sort of the other gets stuck. And so, so that, that I get excited because I feel like, hey, if this is a place where your energy is, you know, sucking your energy, then there's probably something huge on the other side. Yeah. So can you give me an example of how you kind of, how you feel like you get derailed or something that zaps your energy when you do your retreat? I see two things. First thing is I'm going along doing this mindset mentoring that usually happens on the second day. Things are going really great. I believe I have my quotes up. I believe it's going great. <laughs> then what happens is I don't realize that I am getting tired because I'm just fully focused, but now I'm more on autopilot than I really realized at that moment. So what happens is, let's say not everybody's coming along for the ride. You know, we're all at different levels and mindset is um, a very difficult one. When people are in a room, I make sure that, that they are communicating as a community because that's important to make them feel safe. But sometimes I may accidentally have somebody in the room that is being triggered left and right. And I'm not catching it. And on that day, Saturday is also my day to make sure people are feeling like they believe in themselves. And if I miss that mark and I start that journey that we do, where we start allowing our people that are in there believing in themselves. So the next step is how do they want to invest in their next steps? And if I don't have everybody on the same page, I could have somebody way, way behind that maybe 
they got caught yesterday and I, and I didn't catch it because I was starting to feel overwhelmed. Uh, so the, the latest thing that happened to me a couple of weeks ago, I had um, a retreat and there's somebody that I kind of thought didn't fully fit in the community, but they really wanted to be there and they've been there consistently almost every retreat. Now, as, as time has gone on, I have been more and more honed in on how to get people to that next level. Now it's more intense than I used to do the past three retreats. So this person was probably getting more and more sensitive and I wasn't catching it. The first thing that happened when I realized that this person was like, I can't handle this. I, and she started sounding like she really was not fitting into the group. And I just realized it. I got scared. but I didn't know it. I'm still trying to figure out how do I play this in front of everybody. I didn't have the energy because my mind didn't say, okay, take a step back. Because remember, I have, you can see the room, it's about 20 people. It's not 100 people or, you know, this big, big, massive thing. It's like, this is a small community. What I didn't do for her is something that I, I don't ever want to do again is have to look at the flow of the day is allow her to feel like she's not being supported. I okay. didn't have the momentum to stop and breathe and hold the space for her so she could get reacquainted with what was making her feel uncomfortable. And it may have um, affected her future of being in the room. I didn't okay. keep her invited in. Okay. So I'm hearing two things. I'm hearing that your energy was depleted before this happened. I believe and, so. Yeah. And then there was, okay, how you, how you handled it in the room and then for that person individually. Mm, so, so much, and, Lisa. And I'm hearing that you kind of had an inkling that maybe she wasn't a fit mm -hmm. for this retreat, but, but she had been, she's sounds like she's, she's come, you know, she's consistent in showing up. And so it just felt like, well, you know, of course, you know, she's shown up for the others, even though you had an inkling that she might not have been aligned for this one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that, I think that that shows up a lot for people that are um, in a conscious evolution with their business, because we start to tweak how we serve people. We start to tweak who our ideal client is people. You know, that's why most people that work for me, I have them go into my cash through clarity, which is my original program and dive into that ideal client thing, because it's so illuminating and it's so it, it evolves and, and it's like, we kind of need to see it in black and white to go, Oh, okay. I'm actually, you know, so, so she's such a, probably a really good representation of where you were and who you were serving. And then, you know, now who you are serving yeah. is a little bit different. So that's just, I think one thing to illuminate is just sort of, you know, where you can be more of a gatekeeper um, for your room. I, didn't realize how much I, I did have in growth. So I, um, what I'm seeing, what you're saying, are it bring, it's bringing light to uh, keep consistently evaluating who are the new people coming in. Because those people that are in the higher end uh, coaching programs now, because that's what's, you know, it's evolving, they were having big breakthroughs. And this person that kind of was, you know, at a, at a, in a different space, I should have um, had a conversation. And my mind, maybe another thing was, I was happy that there was another body in the room. 
You know what I mean? Like the numbers thing, yes. which is so masculine. I don't enjoy being in that space or say that, but uh, I think I do need to say that. I think it's a great thing to GFR with yourself about, honestly, because it is like, you know, um, you know, one of the unmentoring distinctions that we like really illuminated is this thing about saying no to opportunities and people that are not the divine right match and really trusting that if we're authentic and vulnerable in our marketing and our communication that like we're going to attract the people that are, you know, uh, you know, in the right place. So I, I just love that you're calling yourself out on like it was another button seat because I could totally relate to that. I mean, my old world was like, all about that. And in fact, that's why I let go of that seven figure business in 2014. Cause I was like, I cannot focus on butts and like, I just, I can't, it just wasn't resonating with me. So, so my mistake was a like much bigger, <laughs> you know, or no, my, my transaction <laughs> yeah. was much more, most much bigger. And so now we get to just take this one person and we get to have such a big learning about it. Right. It's like, it's like lower risk learning <laughs> <laughs> and we just get to go, oh, okay. Yeah. So the first, the first, thing to notice is that is that you had an inclination to maybe say it, to, to, to not have her there or to feel like it wasn't a fit and didn't act on it. And then, then the next thing is looking at where your energy was depleted before you had to sort of deal, you know, before you feel like you had to show up for her. So do you have a sense for what, what that, where that was or why, why that was? I know one good thing I did um, is implement a, a chef. So she's taking care of that. I need more. Um, it, I believe, I'm saying I believe because I'm becoming aware. I haven't asked that question for myself. So what, I, what I'm seeing right now is I could have layered in a little bit of more meditation. So I'm guiding, 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 getting people into believing. We're talking about cash flow because that's where I connect. Um, energy revitalizer, cash flow, bring those together. If, if I would have given opportunity for the room to be quiet a few time, more times through the day to allow them nice. just to be, which I love when I do one-on-one, -on -one, I can do that. But when there's a big group, I think I have a learning curve on that. I, I, I'm becoming aware of that. So then I can feel myself too. And I can feel the people in the room. And I know where I can be looking at people, making sure if there feels like a little bit off. This is and so good. I good in my, good in my skin. This is so good like because like you, you already knew, you already do this in your one-on-one -on -one and you've already given yourself permission to do it in your one-on-one, -on -one, right? And so yeah. there's some belief system that didn't allow you to flow as easily in the group, right? And we right. do this with like create stories. Well, I could do that in one-on-one, -on -one, but with the group, you know, they're, I don't know, whatever the story is, you know, they're not going to get their money's worth or I need I to have too much that I need to fit in or, yeah, yeah. you know, right. Whatever that belief is. So well, I, I was concerned about my schedule. Like I, I need mm -hmm. to do my yeah. sales and it's not, it's not an exterior thing to say. It's like sales to me is let's make sure they are a true yes. So I don't get somebody an accident. Yes. And a true no. Like I wanted to, that's my big deal in that day. And that, I think I was kind of writing on that, like, okay, oh, I'm a half an hour behind. Yeah. Oh, great. So this is good. This is so good. So really like, like, what's the word? I want to say diving in or like, just like embodying like the, the juiciness that is you that you do in one-on-one -on -one where you flow with what the person needs and you flow with what you need. So that's a, so that's what makes what you do so amazing is that you are, you practice what you preach real time. So I think it, 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 the, the retreat actually is an awesome space to just go, you know what, y'all, 
I was supposed to, you know, I had this in my agenda and I like, I would do this in retreats. I'd hold up my clipboard and be like, this is not, this is obviously this is not the plan <laughs> because, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling something else. And so let's take a break or whatever. And, and it is, it is a varsity move to kind of stop and even be transparent and say that I'm not feeling, you know, I first, let's just take five minutes and breathe and meditate because I need it. And, um, and I'm, and if I need it, that means you need it, I'm sure. (laughs) And, you know, and then, and then you could check in about how to change things. So I think that'd be, I like that Lisa, you know, um, I have these like almost every quarter or three times out of the year. And the same thing with the energy revamp days. I have those almost monthly I'm out there and about, and that's, that stuff seems pretty reasonable that I have these things going but it does help me with the more of the clarity and believing in myself as I'm carrying three days of like holding that space for people. There's just, there is so much work in it. You don't realize until you get in it and talk through the strategies. I hope it helps others as we're talking through it. There is some things that you have to work out as you're going along. The other uh, two more things. Uh, The other thing that came through is that the need for more support. Um, and a specific type of support. So you've been with me at retreats, you know, I, my mom comes along and I, it's so hard to articulate all the ways that she supports me. Like sometimes I just feel like, maybe my mommy's coming. And it's like, you know, I'll admit that like, you know, meanwhile, I'm like, you know, she thinks, you know, I walk on water and like, you know, you don't need your mom, but there's something about having her there, but also people talk with her. She holds space you know, just for that, just for there to be at least one other person that is sort of sensing what's happening in the room. And she will give people hugs. Like she just knows who needs a hug and she'll pull somebody out. If like, you know, and I might even say, mom, could you chat with so-and-so, you know, and that keeps my energy free. Um, So that might be helpful to you too, to kind of see if there's, I'm sure there's somebody that is in your, in your orbit that um, could do that. For sure that would be helpful too. I've been, yes, at least I see it. I've been mentoring people to um, use my signature health coaching process. Those are the people that yeah. I would want to, because yeah. they would love it. They, and what they a great opportunity, me. right? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, hello. Yeah. One of my mentors is Alan Cohen. He's a, a very prolific author. You guys could check him out. And what, and I went to, I've done mentoring with him and he said to me, your no is somebody else's yes. You know, and I just freaking love that because it's like you're, you're, you're delegating to these other people is giving them this huge opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. To hold, to, to learn how to hold space for people. I love yeah. it. And the last piece um, that I want to tie up in a bow as much as we can, you know, one of the foundational unmentoring principles is that we recognize that our, our spiritual work, like our work is our spiritual work, right? And they're so closely aligned that where, where there is a place for healing, when we can, when we like, when we get clarity around that or healing around that thing, power that is released that can then be fueled into the business. And so what I see is, cause you, because you do hold space for energy revitalization and, and cash flow. And one of the things that you want to up-level about your retreat is the, the profit. It's so divinely designed that your growth edge in this moment and this, you know, in this conversation <laughs> is how can you be in the energy that you most want to need to be, know you, you know, know is of your divine high, highest good, that you want to then hold space for your people 
So you're teaching them how to have cash flow because their energy is great and your energy is great. And then you get the payoff. That is such a juicy thing to illuminate because I feel like it's so central to somebody that's in the unmentoring season that it is so not about bringing in somebody else's expertise and imposing it on your business, but really looking to see how your expertise is untapped with your own business and, and, and like having it be like a self generating uh, evolution. I had some insight on that during the week and it was like, I see what you're saying because you nailed it. That is one of the things that came up for me. I was like, how am I supposed to be an energy revitalizer and freedom and cash flow? <laughs> I mean, like, like this other voice coming at me like, hello. So it, yeah. it, I mean, so there's so many layers. that we've Well, it's like the through. anecdote to that imposter syndrome thing. It's like, this is the anecdote. It's like, of course I am having a challenge here because I need to overcome this to then have an, a new level of awareness for my clients. There is no, there is no victimness. There is no inauthenticity. I'm not out of, an, out of alignment. I'm just like had this opportunity to up level. And that's where I'm having so much fun. Like, you know, I was, I was, did a, a video before this and I said, you know, it's like, you know, when you press the button on your camera for your phone and it just flips it to, sh to now be on you. Yeah. I feel like that, yeah. I feel like that's what we're doing here. It's just like, you get to sort of flip your view now to, okay, where is, where do I up, need to up level in the very thing that I'm holding space for, for other people yeah. so that I can actually have the payoff that I want. And then for them too. Yeah. I'm happy you brought up the spiritual spot too, because that is. I mean, it makes me cry so much, you know, and deep inside, like, oh my gosh, like screaming, like, this is where I feel so special having all these people around and it's time for me to show up in a, in a way. And it's, and what we're doing is we're helping me see that, um, how can that happen and do it in such a unmentoring way? Cause we're not talking about the strategies we're talking right. about the spiritual space that helps me because I don't. I don't need the step-by-step, -step, but there's a couple things that uh, I already know how to shift my date based on a couple of things you already said because of the level that I've been doing this. So I really appreciate the unmentoring. I don't want to spend too much time on the nuts and bolts. It's about right. the alignment. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. What, and you know, the nuts and bolts are distracting, you know, mm -hmm. um, it yeah. could really, yeah. as I, I have now, I think I, I'm coining a new phrase, you know, where, where structure, strategy, and smarts fuck with our flow. <laughs> we're like too smart for our own good you know and we don't we don't yeah, get yeah. to feel the juiciness of the of why we're here so um i'm excited for you i'm this is cool me too <laughs> me too thanks lisa you're welcome thank you Rhonda liebig and thank you for being such a um so willing to um be vulnerable and share your evolution with our listeners i tell you i felt a little scared but I, i'm coming out pretty rosy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was super fun. And if you'd like to benefit from Rhonda's awesome expertise in the area of energy revitalization, check out the bonus in the show notes that is to her ROAR system, where you're actually going to get a customized plan for using food and movement to revitalize your energy. I really love it. It's so simple yet super powerful. And if you're in the GFR squad, she gives some awesome energy revamp tools that are like, okay, wow, this is simple, but <laughs> I hadn't thought about it this way. Um, and if you are intrigued about this whole unmentoring thing and 
enjoyed the way that I was holding space for Rhonda and want to lean into perhaps that for yourself, go to gfr.life forward slash unmentor, gfr.life forward slash unmentor. And I would love to have a conversation with you. It feels like a fit at once you go to that page and learn more about it. All right, y'all. This was super fun. Love these member spotlights. We'll be doing more of these and I'll see you next week with another amazing wormhole GFR journey.